welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perrin. And I'm Brad Binkley. Top story for me today is that Michael Cohen is putting the, is serving the rest of his time from home. And I have to say, the past week or two, when we heard Manafort was going home, Roger Stone was supposed to serve a 40-month sentence. There's no news of when that's going to start. Weinstein is uh, not being extradited to L.A. because of COVID concerns. Flynn, Flynn probably isn't going to serve any time. And the only one I thought might serve some time is Cohen because he did some stuff with the taxi medallions, with tax fraud. I thought if anybody's going to go down for legit stuff, it would be him. And even he is getting to go home and serve his time at home. And I would like to point out that there is absolutely no difference between what he's doing and what we're doing, except for maybe what, Binkley? The ankle brace. I don't have an ankle brace. I don't know about you. But no, but I do feel like the contact tracing is the equivalent of an ankle bracelet. Yeah, that's a good point. Willing to to pry the iPhone out of your hand, which seems unlikely. But I'll tell you somebody who's probably not going to be permitted to serve a sentence at home. Who's that? That's Lori Lachlan. Lori and her husband Massimo have pled to. She's getting two years and a uh, two years, two months, and a hundred and fifty thousand dollar fine, which isn't that much. Massimo is getting five months. I don't know what fine he is serving, but his the whole thing with those guys is that they were being threatened with forty years. Now, I absolutely believe that they were innocent and conned, but after seeing Tommy Chong plead to something that he didn't even do. Because they were threatening his wife and son with 99 years in jail for being entrapped very egregiously. It feels to me, and I've always felt this, it's just too risky to take your chances when you've probably got the judge and and at least the prosecutor stacked. I get obviously the prosecutor, but you can really... The way they conduct the process, the way the judge conducts a trial, how many charges they pile on you if they start charging you with federal stuff a bunch of different things for the single act that you have done which i consider to be double jeopardy they can really scare you and rightfully so into just taking taking chances and the much greater much greater damages to her is her lost earnings her lost career yeah, it's unfortunate. I was bummed out when I saw that story. It seems apparent to me that they were set up, that they were entrapped. And when you read the court documents, I, I don't think there's a question about it. And there's no doubt they were pressured. They threatened their children, I'm sure. It's just sad to see that they are forever going to be branded as the people who got got an easy sentence. That's how they'll spin it. It'll be like they only got two months. Right. And and the fact is, I feel like they were actually victims and it's really sad. And now she probably had to sign something that she would not try to exonerate herself. And I actually think that she would have had a case against the government. Yeah, it sure seemed to me her based on those emails that were discovered and Rick Singer himself, the con man himself, said that the FBI coerced him into lying about her. Yeah, in my opinion, you're right. That really could have been a major story about the FBI's wrongdoing that nobody's even going to think about anymore. And who knows what what tactics they brought to bear. The whole FBI thing, I said recently, I tweeted, the FBI at least had some credibility once upon a time, but now absolutely nothing I see has any credibility coming out of the FBI. And... 
someone pointed out, no, they never did. And I, and I agree with that. They, I actually don't think that they're, that it's constitutional to have, it actually goes against the meaning of the constitution, the point of the constitution to have a federal law enforcement arm. The department of justice was established to cram down federal laws on the South so that they couldn't just use nullification, state nullification against those laws. And I just read an interesting article as all this Mueller stuff comes bubbling back up. That reminded me that Mueller, after 9-11, changed the FBI from a strictly law enforcement domestic thing to more of an intelligence operation with international arms. So when you think about the central intelligence operation, they're a PSYOP operation when they say they call it intelligence, but it's really it's really projects, operations that they do. And. Putin alluded to it in his Chris Wallace interview that the FBI goes to other countries and violates their sovereignty by imposing our so-called laws on on actors outside of the country. And so I just think it's interesting as they they try to glamorize Mueller's role in transforming the FBI. What he actually did was make it a, a an as corrupt as the CIA, which I had never had the impression that it was that bad. And now I feel like it is. Certainly seems like it's that bad, especially with all those radicalization stories that come out when we hear about a terrorist was stopped before committing an attack. And then you read the case and the FBI radicalized them. The FBI suggested the type of strategy. The FBI created the bomb materials to give to the person and then arrested them after giving them the bomb materials. It seems like a lot of corruption going on at many levels. There are stories on every liberal network right now about how had the U.S. started social distancing a week earlier, 36,000 fewer people would have died. This is based on a Columbia University study, a model that they created, and the research has not been viewed by other experts. It has not been verified by them. But that has not stopped everyone in the mainstream media from reporting on this as though it's a major story and reporting on it in a way that Trump kills 36,000 people for not shutting down early enough. And then it goes on to say that 84% of the deaths would have been avoided had we locked down two weeks earlier, which I would say had we locked down two years earlier, 100% of the deaths could have been. This is a bogus story that's being promoted like it's real news simply to politicize this and say Trump killed all these people. I have two things to say about that. One is, if you go back and look at the Rockefeller Foundation lockstep scenario, which talked about how this pandemic spread around the world, that China had better results than the U.S. because they were so authoritarian, whereas the U.S. issued guidelines, suggestions, and people completely ignored them. And that's why it got out of control, demonstrating the value in a global problem of having an authoritarian rule. And I would also say say, going back to some data I brought out from last week, that the exact that deaths are not up year over year. So either COVID deaths are all just reclassified from other deaths or the exact number of deaths from COVID that that are offset by deaths that aren't happening because we're staying home or some combination of those two things. Now, if that's the fact, then that number of deaths could always be prevented by forcing everyone to stay home all the time. So there's nothing unusual about this. This has never, this safety level has never been a standard for any inhibitions of liberty. And I would further suggest that 
our death rate from communicable diseases is much lower than it has ever been. So our entire system has emerged in the context of worse avoidable death numbers than these, if avoidable death means staying home. Yeah, but to counter that, they will come up with some statistical manipulation out of context that will convince people otherwise, like when they say, well, deaths overall are going to be up by year's end, because when we counted the number of deaths in New York City homes compared to last year, it's up like 200%. Of course it is, because none of them are going to the hospital, and when they're not in the hospital, they're going to die in their homes. That's a statistical manipulation, just like this. And I, and I would say that deaths may go up simply because they have interfered with our normal immunities. Yeah. And that's that. And then I, I think also that people actually think deaths will go up. It's possible that deaths, they say there are a lot of deaths happen because people can't access. That's Samson. That a lot of deaths happen because people can't access health care. I would say a lot of deaths don't happen because people can't access health care. Yeah, and people are not going in for things they would normally go in for. Heart attack, stroke, cancer. So all these facelifts. Yeah, facelifts. People die of that. I know. Kanye West's mother died of that. Of that. Isn't so that what elective surgery? They say Joan Rivers West? died of. No, Joan Rivers did a lot of plastic surgery and always survived it. She was having trouble with her vocal cords, and her personal physician was there when she was having an operation, an exploratory operation done. And that personal physician who did not have the authority to do this thing went in and without intubating Joan, which is what you would have had to, what you should have done if you were going to do throat surgery on her, went in and whatever, grabbed a polyp or did whatever it was, her throat seized up, which is a totally normal thing to do. And she died of a heart attack right there on the table. And it was her personal person. And I don't, I, I smell a rat with Joan Rivers's death and it was, it, I don't think it was thoroughly vetted, but it wasn't plastic surgery, even though it looks like it would have been because she did so much of that. She wasn't afraid of surgery. Yeah, not at all. What was happening in Kentucky? Well, Kentucky convenience store put a sign on their store that said no face mask allowed. And someone went there, took a picture of it and then posted it to social media and said, I'm sharing this picture because I want to shame this store and I want to spread the shame about this store. And that got some pushback, got some people agreeing with them, but it also got some pushback, even people saying that people who weren't who were with the store saying that they will drive 100 miles just to go to that store the store owner came out and clarified that they will allow people with masks to come in they're just making a symbolic statement that they decide the rules not the government the government doesn't force it on them and they're going to treat everyone with respect and keep their stores clean i think it's reasonable for a store to respect people's preferences to wear masks or not i think it would also be reasonable for a store to require that their employees wear masks so that they don't alienate this the half of the customer base who probably would prefer that i i'm all about free will yeah i think it's a little alienating to say 
no mass not allowed. Yeah, I think it is the that other was, way as that well. Was stupid. I think it can feel alienating. And masks also. required. Oh yeah, no, people are definitely this. Saying may, they don't yeah. want to go to Costco anymore because of that. I got a Costco story later on too. This story made me think of something that I might be doing this weekend. A friend of mine is having people over for his birthday. His girlfriend arranged it and sent us a group text. And she's a good friend of mine. I've known her for a long time, but she's very much on board with the mask thing. She is. She's an avid man. Very, very, very big progressive. Yes. She's been making posts about the trendy masks she bought, how stylish they are, because that's been that's a new thing right now. And I read that message and I realized, at least I'm I'm assuming that the assumption of this message is that everybody has the same beliefs about masks and you don't even have to say anything that everyone will just wear masks. And I'm pretty sure that that's not going to be the case. Because I know everybody in this text messaging chain, and I'm curious to see what happens. It's just interesting to me, if I'm correct, this idea that everybody believes the same thing that you believe, and that you don't even have to say things like, oh, could you please wear a mask? We're taking this seriously. We're being overly cautious, but it's just presumed that everyone is going to wear a mask. It's almost like they want you to self-withdraw from their group. They don't want to accommodate you. Because they don't want you in their circle. It's a litmus test, and it's been happening for so long. I think it maybe I think it's Trump. Maybe it started with Obama, where it's barely possible to be friends with somebody who buys into a hate thing that yeah. you don't buy into. Hating Trump. If you don't hate Trump, people are just ridiculous about it. Yeah. But I did want to give a shout out regarding Kentucky, which I think Kentucky is kind of a funny place. Rand Paul's from there. Thomas Massey's from there. They have the hardcore libertarians, but then they also have Mitch McConnell and lots and lots of liberals. So I don't understand Kentucky, although I would love to visit there, especially for the Derby, which I haven't been to yet. So here is a shout out as crafted by patron St. Fran. Please ask your listeners if they have the urge to support a hardworking farmer, congressman, and true libertarian to look to Representative Thomas Massey. He needs help in his reelection campaign. Ron Paul adores him, FYI. Donate if you can. ThomasMassey.com. I want to thank everybody who answered the call yesterday. Got lots of new patrons. Very much appreciate it. Lots of patron saints. If you do sign up at the $20 level, you get a shout out of your own crafting every month. And you can, as long as it's like maybe the size of a tweet or less, if it's for yourself or charity, anything you want. Thank you very much, especially to our patron saints, but to all our new patrons and all of our supporters. Yes. Thank you very much. That was great. Trump tweeted again yesterday. We covered the story yesterday also, but he continued at it for the third time in the past couple of days. He implied that Joe Scarborough is a murderer on his Twitter, <laughs> saying, open up the cold case. Oh, really? Yeah, encouraging yeah. them to open up the cold case. Not the only one doing that as well. And uh, we'll talk more about it right after this break. What's up, guys? With everything going on in the world right now, it couldn't be a better time to grow your own food. Or if you're like me, to learn how to grow your own food. Something that I've wanted to learn how to do for a long, long time because I want to learn how to live a more sustainable lifestyle. That's why I'm thrilled to have found Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia. One of the most welcoming, friendly, and truly helpful places that I have ever been to in my life. They offer affordable, high-quality garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feeds, chicken feeds, premium pet food, just about anything you can think of, and they got it. And they got it at affordable prices that the big box stores cannot compete with. 
And the best part about it is that they're locally owned by a fantastic group of folks who are happy to answer any growing or planting questions that you may have. It's the kind of personalized customer service that a beginner like me needs. I'm going to be honest with you. I love Neighbors Feed and Seed. I would hang out there all the time if I could. They would have to kick me out, which they wouldn't do because they're too welcoming and friendly to do it. It's that kind of place, and you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. So if you are in the Smyrna area, go to Neighbors Feed and Seed. I promise you, you will thank me later. Maybe I'll see you there. In the meantime... You can check out their website at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. That's NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Or if you have any questions, give them a call at 678-653-8838. That's 678-653-8838. And make sure you tell them that the propaganda report sent you. Yes, Trump provides that distraction of calling out Joe Scarborough for things he should be called out for, saying MSNBC should remove him, implying there's a murderer working at MSNBC, and the cold case should be opened and investigated, which I completely agree with, but he knows it's not going to be, and it's a distraction a way to keep people fighting, and a way to just make people who 10 years ago believed exactly what Trump believes or what Trump is saying, but simply because he is now saying it, they now call it crazy. Right. Well, that's that's how people are about 9-11. Yeah. There were Democrats. Democrats were the ones who said Republicans did 9-11. And then Obama comes in and is like, oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And and it's crickets. But there is a what I think is not going to come to anywhere. It's directed in the wrong place. But the Senate did approve investigating the way it's headlined is investigating Hunter Biden, but the actual parameters of the investigation are about uh, surround Blue Star Strategies, a company that Hunter Biden was associated with or that worked for Burisma when Hunter was at Burisma. And for me, if if you define, narrowly define the investigation to something like that, rather than what I would like to see is either or both their Burisma's relationship with Privat Bank, the IMF, and any benefit the Bidens or their group got from that. And I would actually like a bigger investigation that is by, uh, about the the financial firm run by Biden, Bulger, Hines, and the convicted and then unconvicted fraudster Devin Archer about not just Ukraine, which I think is small potatoes, but their dealings in China. So unless they're going to actually break that thing open, this to me feels like they're going to come up with a nothing burger and that's going to make it look like the case is closed. This is the leaked audio, right? Quote leaked audio of the phone conversation. I don't I don't know. I didn't see that in the article. Oh, there was a leaked phone conversation between Biden and somebody over in Ukraine. I think it was speaking about this subject that was edited, but in its edited form didn't appear to be damning, at least. Joe Biden or Hunter Biden? Joe Biden. I did not see that. Yeah, but I didn't uh, listen to it. Yeah, all I saw was this stuff about Blue Star Strategies and Hunter, and and I know that there's stuff going on in Ukraine right now that I think is slightly out of the control of the powers, where I now call them the parasites that be. Yeah. So I did want to make one correction. Thank you very much to patron St. Andrew for letting me know that the IG, the inspector general, which I thought it was weird that Grassley wanted an answer from Trump of why the IG was dismissed. He said 
that the IG does have some accountability to Congress as well as the head of his department. So there is some cross reporting there, which probably makes sense because it's an inspector actually would make sense. And that it is a kind of breach of the balance of powers, the branches of government. But of course, if that's how they police each other, it would make sense. Whereas I was looking into the real ID. Somebody alerted me, I think maybe it was CJ, I can't remember, to a the Electronic Frontier Foundation is against a California bill that calls for digital verifiable blockchain-based credentials that identify your either COVID test or antibody test and that it could be used for returning to work or traveling. And the EFF said this is part of a kind of digital ID. They also objected to the real ID law, which creates, they claim, creates a vast federal database. So the real ID law is these this parameters that they're giving different states for the driver's licenses. It was supposed to be this year. It's extended to next year. And I looked into it a little bit because I couldn't understand how a vast federal database could be consistent with the 1974 Privacy Act. And the only thing I could come up with was that Homeland Security, which kind of called for this real idea or is overseeing it, did their own assessment, privacy assessment, and guess what? It passed. And I just thought it was funny because if that's as far as it goes, hopefully somebody will sue and it'll go up to the Supreme Court, although I actually don't think the Supreme Court should be the one who arbitrates whether congressional law is constitutional or not. I think that should be entirely up to the states whether they enforce those laws or not, which is why, because that probably is the constitutional answer, Madison v. Marbury, notwithstanding, which Thomas Jefferson was behind and I still disagree with. But that's why I think they instituted what I was saying earlier, the Department of Justice, to cram those laws down. And Real ID in particular is about driver's licenses. They're saying at the airports that if you don't have a Real ID, you're going to need a passport to get on a plane if your driver's license isn't, so your state ID will no longer work. You're going to need a federal ID, either in the form of the passport or in the form of your state's driver's license, which feeds up into the federal system. I so saw a story it, right it, before yes. the show started about a company that is going to require their employees to get the vaccine and be able to show they have the vaccine before coming back to work. There was at the same time a magazine, a science magazine article that said a couple of macaque monkeys who were given COVID later were given it again and could not get it again, which they said was good news for gained immunity or uh, learned immunity, acquired immunity. Yeah. Yes. Herd immunity. And then, uh, no, like personal immunity from oh, not being able yeah. to be reinfected because they were saying there was a debate about that. And they said that's good news for vaccines. Also, I'm not sure. That is definitely good news for a traditional vaccine. I don't know if the DNA type or whatever gene editing vaccines have need that need to access the acquired immune system. I don't know. But I just thought it was interesting that they're at least that's the way the pendulum is swinging right now. I don't know where it's going to end up. It's going to end up 18 months down the road and with 4 million dead. Was that what the event 201 said? 65, 65 million, million dead. dead. Uh, it was it a World War II type devastation, if I recall correctly. A lot of times these numbers have kind of historical callback value. Volkswagen is apologizing today for a racist television ad, an ad that 
they admit or they say is racist now. Wednesday, they took the ad down. It was posted to their Instagram page, and it is for golf cars. And the advertisement features a large, pale-skinned hand seeming to push and then flick a black man away from a shiny new yellow golf parked on a street. Golf is a type of car. The German television station noted that the hand, the way it was flicking, and I didn't even notice this until going back and looking at it because you really have to look at it, makes the white power gesture, which is the AOK sign that everybody makes, when flicking Which was demonstrated to be made up. Absolutely. Remember? Completely made up. And it, it was a test run to see if you could just demonize something benign and it and was successful. What it's being and used. now they claim that it is now demonic. Yeah. And the hand, big giant hand, swoops into the screen. You know, when you flick something, you have to bring your fingers together. So you have to pause and freeze frame it right. as it's doing that to see a racist symbol at all. And the actor, you don't even see what the ad is like. 20 seconds long, maybe, maybe 15, and doesn't even occur to you that the hand is white and the actor is black because it's kind of in the distance and it's just a silly ad that really doesn't make any sense at all. There's nothing racist about it whatsoever. In fact, it didn't matter what color the person in the actor's role was. It could have been a white person, and you could have also attacked Volkswagen by saying Volkswagen will not cast black people in their car ads. This is not racist. It's stupid. Yet Volkswagen came out, and one of their spokespersons said that they're ashamed of this ad. They can't explain it. That There's no excuse for it, and they admit that it's racist and insensitive. It's not racist at all. <laughs> It's, this is unbelievable. And this is a featured story on CNN and MSNBC right now. Well, they must be grasping. I found more stories than that to, that are relevant to our scene, one of which is relevant to us. I think this is very relevant because the racial divide issue is being put in front of us intentionally right now with the Arbery case. Yes, yes. And I think that the CNN pulling that out of the out of the hopper of the, the stuff that they're highlighting demonstrates that they are making it relevant even though it really isn't to the stuff that's that yeah, is yeah. affecting us yeah. it's just they're obviously putting it on the agenda promoting it it's uh, uh, it's not even demonstrably true yeah. or meaningful but the somebody daniel sent me uh communicate with us on patreon that i believe or maybe it was twitter that the contact tracing stuff is reminds him of the technology you described when you talked about the missing hiker in maui have you noticed any of that has that bubbled up to your i didn't I call it contact tracing at the time but i did talk about i did specifically talk about the gps technology the advanced GPS technology that they were using with the helicopters, and it was a tech company that created, now that I think about it, so contact tracing-like yeah. apps that they used to find her. So that was outside the iPhone scenario, though. That was the thing. That was the yeah. difference. It, it brought it outside where even if you don't have your iPhone, because a friend of the show texted me, DM me this morning saying, we should all just throw our phones away. There would be your protest. 
And of course, we can't do that. I'm sure you can't economically function without electronics. But if if there is a subculture that decides to do that kind of the a digital Amishness, then they're going to need contact tracing that doesn't rely on your compliance with a digital object. Yeah, and they have it. It's that experiment when they found Jesse Smollett. The smart policing that they have all around the city, Atlanta's oh, a test city for it. Oh, total information awareness. Yeah. yeah, that's what that shot spotter is about, hearing you. Uh-huh. The cameras have not only facial recognition, but gate recognition, which yeah. I don't know if facial recognition can trump masks, but gate recognition certainly can. Yeah, that's what they boasted about finding him and figuring the story out was the effectiveness of this new, advanced, smart policing technology. Yes, There's also yes. the ring cameras and every single doorbell. This company has made an effort to make themselves the door camera bell for police officers. That way they can connect all of their customers with police, which we're seeing play out, I believe, and will continue to see play out in the Aubrey case in Brunswick. Oh, I wanted to hit, yes, I believe that. I wanted to hit this Dow chemical thing. So yesterday I said these two dams broke and I thought it was weird that it's right in the place that is the headquarters of Dow Chemical. And I just, I I wondered if that was just an unfortunate coincidence, if there was some pre-existing condition that perhaps it was trying to solve, or if it actually was a danger for the people there because it's a chemical plant. I really don't know, but I did see a headline this morning that said Dow is declaring some kind of emergency over it because of the danger to their chemical facility. And as I read the article, it points out that Dow had dumped in that river so much over the years that it's highly contaminated and it's a super fund cleanup site and has been, if I'm not mistaken, for decades. It's due to be completed next year. So super fund cleanup, if you don't get that done, there have to be consequences. So it's possible. I really don't know, but I just thought since I'd speculated that Dow would fold into the story and then here they're telling us that it's disrupting some of the remediation that already took place at the Dow Superfund site, I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, gives them more time on the deadline or washes away all the... They might actually pass the Superfund if it's completely flooded and and it's all been washed away to other aquifers or other ponds. They're saying it's penetrating water bodies all over the place who knows they'll definitely exploit it and they'll definitely find some way to benefit from it the government and the big corporation something else is getting pushed forward too if you want to hear it or you want to save it for the patron 15 uh, go for it i think we got another minute so china is passing laws that are cracking down on hong kong in a way it, they won't they didn't explain in detail they didn't give the details of the law but they did say that it would set up a legal framework and enforcement mechanism for safeguarding national security in Hong Kong. But critics argue that it will, it will erode the one country, two systems arrangement that's in Hong Kong supposedly till 2047. And I had been wondering if the protests and expected that the protests accelerate that union taking away that distinction that Hong Kong has enjoyed. And I feel like if this passes, I think they've already taken steps in that direction. And I just, I think it's funny that crises seem to accelerate these, they mess with time frames, whether it's jail terms or Superfund deadlines or Hong Kong integration, everything's up in the air now. Nobody's going to think twice about any of it because the Corona times. 
Yeah, and they've already started protesting again in Hong Kong since the coronavirus. They've already reemerged, and they've some pretty heated protests have been going on over this very issue. So I think you're right. I think it's going to continue to escalate there. In the Patron 15, I'm going to tell you about the Costco hero and a few acts of civil disobedience and what and people are putting you, on their dating profiles. I would like to tell you why China is having a resurgence in COVID. There's a reason. Oh, I can't wait to find out. Mm-hmm. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. And if you want to get access to that extra content we post every day that we post a Drive Time News Blast, go to patreon.com slash report and you can sign up there. We will talk to you guys in the Patreon 15.